mic check. Chicka 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 Welcome to Autism on Shift. I'm Thora. And I'm Adam. And you know what we don't do? Beatbox. Because we're not good at it. Yeah. If I, I, I would love to if we could. But you know what we do instead? We talk to autistic people about what they do at work. That's way better than beatboxing. <laughs> I don't know. Beatboxing is, is pretty, pretty cool. cool. I know. Thanks for being with us today, everybody. Enjoy. This week we are talking to Tink. Tink lives in Queensland, Australia, and she is a director of, I believe, two organizations and is a disability advocate. So welcome, Tink. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thanks for having me. We're super excited to talk to you and learn all about what you do uh, for uh, for the autistic community where you live. Absolutely. <laughs> can you can you tell us um, what it is you do? Like, what does a day look like for you? Oh gosh, um, I actually work all over this state, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the size of Queensland. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. So. I'm often driving seven hours. Oh wow! Yeah, to get to some of my client base. Oh goodness! Yeah, and um, and a thousand kilometres uh, wow. to my my other yeah clients. So a day can look very different every single day for me. <laughs> wow! Do you do you have to Which like is, get hotels and stuff, or do you just you just make it a really long day? Um, I have actually got somewhere to stay in every place I work now. Okay, fantastic. But yeah, I was I was um, having to get hotel rooms and stuff before, but yeah. Wow. Now that it's so regular, then I've got somewhere to stay now. So Good. Yeah. That's great. But um, what I what I do is uh, what's called support coordination here. Okay. So I work under the NDIS and I help connect people up to all the services in their life to try and achieve their NDIS goals. Okay. So that's, that's what I do with awesome supports. Uh, <laughs> in unique quality care up in Gladstone, in central Queensland, uh, it's disability support services. Okay. So I've got all the support workers and mentors, but ours is a participant-driven um, support service so they're the ones that decide the direction of our company That's great. Um, they they develop our programs and everything as well so they work with our staff and they make sure that the programs that they're um, attending are exactly what they're looking for yeah so uh, that's what was missing for such a long time here so now they're the ones they're the boss that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's fantastic <laughs> Yeah. So how does how does one go about um, getting a service started? So say for example, um, somebody might uh, I'll just pick something. Somebody might want some vocational training. How might they get that service connected to through you? Um, so in our town, we have a local area coordinator that is the representative for NDIS. So, and they'll usually um, give people in town like a list of who's around. Okay. Yeah, so, and, and they'll be able to choose, but you need to be on the scheme in the first place. So that's the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Okay. 
Yeah, so um, usually you need to go through an application process and be accepted and then you get some funding to work towards um, what you want from life. So, And obviously have your, um, your disability supported. So That's great. How cool. And so you mm-hmm. work with all kinds of disabilities, not just, um, not just autism. That's right. Uh, my, my company is, yeah, mostly we support autistics and that's because they know that I'm autistic. Okay. And I've got autistic children. So um, they'll often come over to us first. We understand, you know, the challenges that living in a neurotypical world. So yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is where they usually come. So yeah, I started in 2014. I started, it was just me supporting three, three participants. They call them participants under NDIS. Okay. Um, and from there, um, I now have 30 staff. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and we have about 70 participants. That's yeah, awesome. So, uh, Certainly a lot of need. Did, did you have any idea it would grow so fast? No. Gosh, right. I thought it was just going to be me and, and, you know, a little group of us. So I think I got to 15 participants with just myself wow because we do group work and individual okay so depending on what the person's asking for um and i was like oh (laughs) i need some help (laughs) um but even in that process like my clients are involved in interviewing staff and everything that's great writing the questions you know um because we want a certain type of person to be working with us. So, um, yeah, we don't want someone that just wants to turn up and get a paycheck and leave. Yeah. You right. Know? <laughs> yeah, we want people that actually care. They want to hear us because that's the biggest thing that was missing before was you've got this money, money you can do this with it, and that's it. Oh, gotcha. You know, and it didn't work for us. It never worked for us. So we would actually go unsupported for years. Wow. Yeah, so um, I'd rather just go without than have... It was traumatic for my daughter. Yeah. You know, so um, I wasn't making her go. Yeah. You know, I imagine what you might like about this job, but I'm curious to know from, you know, in your words, what kind of things you enjoy about what you do. I love watching... I love watching us as a community surprise people. So I love their, you know, like they have this total misconception of what we can and can't do. Yeah. And I just love that look on their face like, you can, you can, and I'm like, yeah, we can do anything that we set our mind to, yeah. <laughs> you know, it. if we're allowed to do it our way. Yeah. yeah. It, it's as simple as that. Like. If you, you know that picture of someone putting the fish in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the sort of standards they set for us all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, he's not going to be able to climb the tree. Come on, it's a fish. So <laughs> that's how I feel the rest of the world sets us up, you yep. know. But yeah. um, So our social skills program, we're supposed to work towards social skills for this NDIS thing. And it's done our way. 
so it's you know like they run it they have their special interests and people that want to connect with that interest and it's not all of that um oh, the way i don't know neurotypicals think that social interaction should be we do it our way and they have long-lasting friendships from that instead of forcing them into some sort of script you know yep. that doesn't sit well so yeah we just do things our way and i think that's that's the big difference that's great I yeah, love it. Yeah, when you when you can build something like that, you I like how you said you forge long-lasting, you know, friendships and relationships. I mean, it's built from the ground up instead of just fit in this uh, square. Yeah. Go. Yeah. On the opposite side of my question before, is there things that uh, are difficult or things that you don't like about your job that you're doing now? I, I it is hard some days, uh, especially in the support connect the support coordination side of things. Um, we're not supposed to be advocates. Okay. Um, is a big oh. strict line between advocacy and support coordination. Oh. But I feel like sometimes my entire day is just battling for someone's basic human rights. You know, just fighting systems because I have to work alongside office of the public guardian you know public trust which is where people's money can be um, managed by someone else you know um, the child safety system the, the health system all of that so there are systems that generally don't see the person first so yeah yeah so it's sometimes draining that's sometimes disheartening I guess sure I can definitely see that Absolutely. <laughs> so, so how did you get where you are? Um, can you tell us about like your journey and your education and how all that looks? So, obviously, I have the lived experience. So, I was the mother of, you know, the child that was having therapies and all of that sort of stuff. So, I have that. Um, from there, I went to work. So I worked in aged care to begin with. Okay. Um, and I worked in the community when I was in aged care. I went to college and got my certificate. Um, but I always felt like we were disempowering, you know, our elderly all the time because you had you got sent in there, you had to do everything for them, even when they could still do it themselves. That would be frustrating. And and it was, it was so frustrating for them. You know, it was really, it's like, I can do this. Why are you making me lose my independence, basically? Yeah. yeah. So um, I moved up to central Queensland and I took a job in disability as a trainer. So, um, and I much preferred that because we could actually build people up instead of taking things away from them you know um, and I was really really focused on finding that individuals passions and the, the abilities that, that lit them up and you know all of that sort of stuff and work from there so and I was working for a large organization and it was still under the old sort of funding and that was where they would give you a block of funding and you just had to do what they said with it. Oh. 
you know, and then this new scheme came out. Uh, it was kind of like a trial to the NDIS, and it was called Your Life, Your Choice. Okay. And I thought, wow, that sounds perfect. Exactly <laughs> what, you know, the sort of thing that I was trying to achieve already. Yeah. So, um, and you could work directly for your client then instead of having to be part of big organizations and things like that so and i found that really individualized you know kind of support made the world of difference absolutely and yeah and i i went on to study more so i went to i did my cert for in disability then i did a diploma in um, community services and then uh, undergrad in client assessment and case management. Wow. And I did all of that from 2014 to now while I built two companies. Wow. <laughs> you weren't messing so, around. So, yeah. No, I'm a bit tired these days. Right? <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, so I, I just continued to find people that sort of had that same passion as me. Yeah. So I've got a wonderful team at Unique Quality Care. They've all got lived experience. That is one of the criteria to be in the the administration side of the business. That's great. So if you're going to be managing staff or, you know, rostering and all of that sort of stuff, you have to have lived experience because you don't understand what the person on the ground has to do if you haven't already done it. Yeah. Yes. So that's one of the criteria for yeah, smart, the people what, in my office. What other criteria do you have? Um, that's, that's a great one, by the way. Yeah, so um, with my support staff, so with the people working directly with um, our clients, what they need to have is passion. Yeah. So all the certificates and things like that can come later. Nice. That's awesome. You know, yeah. and not everybody... Um, can learn like at college and yep. but they have this amazing gift to share so yeah it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be a certificate kind of experience for me it needs to be that they've got what for one so like I said the the participants will say exactly what they're looking for from a, a worker so they need to have those things first before any certificate nice yeah that's great. I love it. When you say lived experience, um, do you just mean having any type of uh, related experience or do you mean someone that's actually autistic and using the services? So we actually have got a lot of um, staff that have disabilities, different disabilities, um, on awesome supports. So I work in awesome with my daughters and the other two support coordinators uh, are also neurodivergent. So they're not autistic, but they're neurodivergent. Um, and my daughters all have autism. So, and that's why it's awesome, A-U-S-O-M-E. Nice. Because that is an autism run, you know, company. Unique, I have a lot of staff with different disabilities there as well. Um, okay. Or they, their children, have disabilities, um, but like I said, most of our clients are autistic, and it turns out a lot of our staff are also autistic. So, okay. but that was from meeting the needs of the clients. Yeah, it, it makes awesome. sense. It makes perfect yeah. sense. 
so so what's been the biggest learning curve in your business? What was the what was maybe the hardest thing to hurdle? Um, the biggest learning curve for me is, and I actually do think this is part of my autism. When somebody says something, I take it literally. So I've actually been fooled a few times. You know, so I didn't read the bad intentions. Got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I've I've had people come along and work in certain positions. They were there for the label or the title or, you know, and they didn't have... So really what they were doing was telling me what I wanted to hear. Got it. Uh. Yeah, and I'm just not... And because of our house being pretty much all autistic, my partner's not autistic, but yeah my children are i am that's the way we communicate direct communication and yeah. yeah and i was actually fooled a few times so the biggest learning curve i've had is that people don't always mean what they say yeah so i've yeah i've had to be very wary i guess yeah it makes sense not everybody they don't have the the intentions that you think they have yeah. I'm often confused. It's um, about the way the world works because it doesn't make sense when people do things a certain way. And I can't think of an example. Oh, I can. A job, for example. Right. Um, there is a statistic that over 90% of people lie on their resume. Yeah. I was floored. I would never yeah. consider lying on my resume. Yeah, oh my God, what a horrible yeah. thing to do. And 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 he, out here everybody's doing it what yeah like how do you fake that you can do something <laughs> yeah because i can do it or i can't do it you know <laughs> so i would never put it there because i just i feel like i'm that person that if i i lie i'm gonna get caught anyway because <laughs> oh, my yeah. face forgets to like you know <laughs> it forgets to carry the lie on yeah, so exactly. that's it was actually a big joke in my family with me growing up. That's so funny. So that I was always in trouble because I couldn't lie. Did you do this? Yes, I did. I did that. Yep. <laughs> I, you know, I think it's better that way. You know, I, I, with our kids who are also autistic, you know, it's I find it easier. You know, it's hey, who did yeah. this? You know, they're like I did, and then we say, okay, hey, that doesn't work because of this. Oh, okay, I get it. And then we move on. It's, not, yeah. it's so simple. Yeah. I'm like wondering why it's so complicated. I'm like... Yeah, why do other people yeah. make it such a such a big thing? Yeah. I know, it's just too complicated. I, <laughs> yeah. That's why we prefer being at home all together, you know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> to, yeah. yeah. You're our kind of peeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Are there any other ways that maybe some of your autistic traits um, may, might hold you back or might um, uh, make you have to work harder? So um, I, so I have autism and I also have ADHD. Okay. You know, so I find that sometimes they war <laughs> against each other, <laughs> um, and so I'll either be able to do nothing all day or I'll do like five days worth of work Mm. in one you know one shift basically so um, I really need to have a deadline okay yeah so that seems to work for me if if I'm under pressure to finish by a certain time 
that actually works better which is I know a lot of my autistic friends are like what no that would just make me freeze (laughs) you know but I'm the opposite so if they say this report's due in six weeks like I'll do it in five weeks and four days time (laughs) (laughs) nice yep where yeah so uh, that can sometimes affect my work I guess you know but yeah but I love reports so my reports are always really good nice you know so um, it's not like it's gonna be a bad end result but I guess it could have been done a little bit every week and then yeah so I guess I just do things different to some of my colleagues that makes sense yeah whatever works for you you know everyone's different when I was in school, I was always taught, you know, if something is due in six weeks, you split it up into six set equal sections, and then you do, you know, those things a week at a time. So the first week you do the first six, then so on and so on. And of course, my brain goes, oh, well, it's only a six, you know, it's only a six of the work, so I can do a third of the work next week. And, you know... <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I get to the end and I'm like and I'm doing that cram thing, you know. Ah, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've been. And I just didn't do it. I was like, I would be, I would be the <laughs> one who like, and I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like you. I'll do like I'll get a lot done or, or just a, a, just one. I I force myself to get at least one thing done a day if I'm feeling like that I can't get anything done because I feel much better. But when it came to like those kind of school deadlines, for some reason school. It always, I, w- I would just, if there was like a six week project, I just, I just blanked it. I just couldn't wrap my head around it and I just get froze, you know, basically. Yeah. I find my, it's my personal life, things at home that slip instead of work, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'll put everything into work for the day. Yeah. And then I'll go, did I have a shower? Yeah. You know, <laughs> or. Or I'll hear Chewbacca, and I'm like, why is Chewbacca in the room? Oh, wait, I haven't eaten today. (laughs) So I I find that's. (laughs) that's I thought you had like a dog named Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, but good idea. Yeah. I do have that mask, though. You know that mask? (laughs) Oh, nice. With the the moving mouth? Yeah, and I do actually chase my dog. I chase my dog with that mask. (laughs) I love it. It's so entertaining to me. I just got it. (laughs) Yeah, the stomach. Yes, I just got it. (laughs) I'm like, he said I thought you had a dog named Chewbacca. And I was like, wait, how is that understood in a way that's not her having a dog named Chewbacca? And it literally took me a minute and a half. You know what? You got there. That's what what counts. Slowly but surely. See, in our household, Thora's like that. Like you, where some of those household stuff doesn't work but then I have a problem like I can't I I have to have the house clear so that I can think of the things in my head that I need to get done otherwise my uh, it's too much and so then I'll go through and I'll clean it all and then I'll be exhausted and then, then those things that I need to get done won't get done because I'll get the housework done but it's like at least yeah. that's I don't know it's a crazy life yeah <laughs> yeah well, Jason has worked out now, so we've been together for eight years now, nice. and he's nice. worked out when things start to get untidy. Yeah, that that's how my mind is at the moment. Yes, ah. so that's you know, great. and then so because he works away as well, so he, you know, he'll come home and he'll do some extra things that 
usually I would be doing. Yeah. Just to, because he's like, hang on, there's something going on here, you know? Yeah. And so he's actually, yeah, it works really well. But That's good. Bailey, my daughter, she's the same as me. So when you start to see things looking a bit messy, it's like she's got too much going on in yeah. here. And yeah. it's, it's like a direct reflection or something of our brain, you know? Some great telltale signs of things. Mm. Those are useful. Yeah. So let's talk about the fun stuff. How does your autism help you at work? What are the fun uh, traits that you get to play with at work? Okay, so um, I feel like, because beating a system to me is like, it's a hyper fixation to me. Okay. So I will, I will read everything I possibly can. Um, I will, you know, look at old uh, tribunal cases. I'll just read whatever I can find on Google when I'm trying to achieve something for one of my clients. So just for an example, um, one of my clients is trying to get an assistance dog. Oh. You know, and they're very rarely funded. Very rarely funded. Really? Huh. So I, I just read and read and read. I'd speak to anyone I can. Yeah. And... I store that like it's it's in there forever then yeah nice. this brain I love yeah. this brain I love it <laughs> that's <laughs> great uh, but that that's just one example but you know that there's because my clients are so diverse there's so many things that I get to learn all the time I love learning new things yes. that interest me so I think that's where my my autism um, is really helpful at work really helpful for sure uh, like i said i can rattle off the price guide the ndis price guide <laughs> so That's awesome. um i can adapt the price guide so say somebody's looking for a therapy that's a little bit different i can go straight away oh that's under this code we can use this code to achieve that goal nice you know, you and, know for our, and yeah for our listeners real quick i just want in on the break you know, uh, she's telling the truth. She came up with the exact number for the uh, therapy that uh, I had to pay for for uh, what I was getting off my chest during the break. So <laughs> thank you for that. That's okay. That's awesome. But yeah, it's, I just love it. I, I love my job so much. Um, yeah, that it's sometimes it, and it did this week, there was one night I didn't sleep. Oh. So I was researching something that's, um, like I said, that, you know, one of the downfalls is that we're constantly fighting for human rights. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was researching this. Um, it was to do with quarantining, but your disability um, support requirements not being met in that kind of situation. Oh, uh, right. You know, so, um, yeah, and it's quite dangerous and it's a violation of someone's human rights to not have those supports in place. Yeah. So, and I'm not a lawyer. I'm just an autistic mother, you know. <laughs> um, so I was just reading everything. I was contacting any organization that I could. And because there was a lot of good stuff on the internet that was from overseas, I was awake all night and talking to people from, you know, the US and people from the UK. And wow. I'm just like, help me here. Give me something, you know. So, um, yeah, it's... It's a hyper fixation for me. Yeah, that's fantastic, though. I love it. It's my kind of director. <laughs> you know, I bet you that's probably like 
you've probably mentioned two or three, maybe even four different jobs that you don't have to pay somebody for just because your brain does them for you. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. functionally. Speaking of, so my daughter, my youngest daughter, she loves researching. So yes. that is what she does in our organization. That's great. Wow. Yeah, so um, she's doing her business administration traineeship. Um, Sit-down classrooms don't work for us. You know, we need to be doing things so that, you know, we, that we can, people can see what we can actually do. It's not a... Yeah, I love academic stuff, but she's it doesn't work for her. School was just a nightmare. Um, but she can say, look, yeah, yeah, just this, that, and the other. Look, I'll show you, you know? Um, yeah. So... She loves researching, so I didn't give her that little tidbit because I knew that then she would lose sleep because she would have been like I was. And um, we need to, we're trying to get into the healthy sleep routine and all of that sort of oh, stuff. So okay. practicing good sleep hygiene. So don't tell her, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were just trying to say yeah. that good stuff for yourself. I know that what's really oh. going on here. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, you know, so... It, some things get to you so that was something else i couldn't put it down yeah yeah this was it was upsetting me that this person was in this situation and i needed to find a solution yeah mm. i love it sounds like you're doing the the sounds like you're doing the good work and the work that you were put here for that's right yeah it feels right to me now so that's i've done great. a lot of jobs that i yeah I left feeling drained and unfulfilled, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked to a, a lot of our guests, uh, you know, similar uh, mini jobs. Um, you know, of course, you, you gain a lot of the skills because, like you said, uh, in our brains, like sponges, picking up all these skills and such and, and using them for the next en endeavor. Um, but yep. f but for you and other people like you who uh, eventually do their own work, um, and when it's even better when it's uh, for the community and you know being able to help people. Um, yeah, but that's a co that's a common scenario. Just yeah, thank you. You know, uh, yeah. lots of lots of workplaces that were very unfulfilling. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would like to ask you. Um, you have uh, you have hired quite a few people now. Um, can you tell me about your interview process and how it differs from like a you know a standard you know company or uh, yeah. or other type of interview? So my questions they they're written in a way that it eliminates those. Um, people that just want to help the special people <laughs> you know so i like i take offense to that sort of outlook that yeah. we need rescuing or fixing or you know um and, and that's just not just us autistics but any person with a disability yeah you know um they don't need fixing they need you to see them yeah you know and then they need you to support them to get to where they need to go in a way they're asking to be supported. Right. Yes. Not in a way you think they need supporting. You right. know what I mean? So, Or that your master's program process. said they needed. 
correct. Your piece yeah. of paper says you can do this. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I yeah. So the the questions they basically weed out those people. Yeah. So um, fascinating. Someone says to me. So one of our questions was, if you have a non-speaking person in a wheelchair, they're ten. You know, um, what would you do with them? So you go around there, you're going to support them and it's time to go out in the community. What would you do with them? Oh, we'd probably just have to go for a walk. I'm like, they're gone. Uh, they, don't, they don't get to the second interview. That's and I'm funny. like, why wouldn't you ask them yeah. what yeah. they want to do? Yeah. You know, like there's AACs, you know, there's... There's um, low assistive technology devices that they utilize to communicate in the way they communicate. Yeah. So the first thing I'd be doing was learning how to use that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> then you ask them, what would you like to do? There's so many different ways to communicate, you yeah. know, that just because somebody can't verbally say, I want to go do this. There's so many ways that you could look at you know, to, to communicate together, learn how they communicate, you will be able to support them better. So one of my best friends, her daughter has Rett syndrome. And um, she, like, we pushed and pushed and pushed for her to have this eye gaze machine so that she could communicate with us. And was so excited. Oh my gosh, she was so excited. It costs like $24,000. Wow. Wow. For one of these machines, right? So um, we got it all set up. You know, everyone had all their training. Yeah. And she, com- she comes in to use it and she goes, I couldn't stop laughing. I absolutely love her personality. It's so amazing. <laughs> but she goes, stop, stop. This is boring. <laughs> that sounds so like Kaya. Yeah. Oh, I was. I laughed, and they were devastated. The family oh, no. were like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> like we thought there's going to be this big, profound moment, you oh, know. And man. I'm like, "There, there is. That was. Yeah. She got a, her choices right there. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to look, use this. I've been communicating with you for 11 years. You know, we've got this thing going on. We've all got this connection. Now you want me to use this thing? Get lost. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, I thought that was a profound moment. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, we, that happens all the time uh, with our daughter. She, she has uh, quite the sense of uh, the uh, sense of humor, you know, and, and, and it's that, you know, people will come in and, um, you know, have whatever these thoughts of not whatever, whatever our daughter is. Yeah. These ideas of what she can and can't do. And, you know, to us, we're like, uh, yeah, if you just talk to, you know, they'll look at us, you know, trying to talk to us and we're yeah. like, why are you looking at us? Why are you talking to us? She's right there. Yeah, literally talk to her, you know, and then oh. say, oh, oh, they, they almost embarrassed or don't, you know, and it's like, okay, I do understand that, um, those people also need to learn, you know, it's that they're, they, that there's, there's something to get there. There's something to, it's that change of 
perception yeah. that needs to happen. So, you know, I really can't make fun of those people. But at the same time, when when Kaya makes fun of them, <laughs> then it's awesome. You know, that's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, I wanted to say yeah. that, but I felt like I, I needed to be the big kid. You know, but my daughter, she's what 14. She that, she's, what did she say that one time? She goes, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> oh, go Kaya. That's that great. Hilarious. That's fantastic. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. We've had the same in our family. So um, I was diagnosed in 1998 okay. um, with Asperger's syndrome. Okay. You know, so, and my daughter, Jamie, she's 27 now. So she was four at the time and she got diagnosed with Asperger's as well, you know. But then Bailey, she got identified as autistic in 2005. So just in that time frame... The way that it was looked at, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we got absolutely no help. So, my doctor, like, bless her, like, she, she said to me, I've always thought you were. Um, and she actually did say autistic. She didn't say Asperger's. It was the psychologist that put that label, Asperger's. Um, she said, I always thought you were autistic, but you had a traumatic childhood. And I wasn't sure if it was trauma related or it was autism you know the way that you came across and did things and all of that sort of stuff but then watching your daughter grow up so you know she was my doctor from childhood and then seeing my daughter she's like it's it's familial it's autism (laughs) you know um but she said look you guys um because we were hyperlexic you know like we had all of that academia thing going on ocd with with writing and by four years old we could write whole pages and read and you know and she said don't listen to what they're going to tell you everything is going to be negative don't listen to them you're amazing Jamie's amazing you have this amazing brain and and she said you don't need to listen to their negativity that's the information we got from the doctor way back then in 1998 you know yeah. yeah, she was, yeah. But she didn't give us any more information. Oh. So we didn't realize there were things we could have been doing to make the challenges less for us. I you see. know, so, but then Bailey, when she was diagnosed, they said autism. We knew what we were dealing with, you know, like, and we could start to, and we adapt our environment. Right. Okay, so that's the way we work. We don't. They're not changing my daughter. There's nothing wrong with her. She's perfect. Yeah. You know, so we did have a really bad experience with an ABA therapist. Oh, Yeah, so, um, and I didn't know anything back then, yeah. you know, like I wasn't educated about ABA or the, the trauma that it can cause people. I just saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not doing that to my child. It was awful. Hmm. So I think we went through about a month's worth of it. Okay. And, oh, gosh, it's traumatic for me even thinking about it. I bet. You know, like, yeah, so, but, yeah, just the difference in terminology and the way people treat you. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that's why functioning labels are so harmful. Because very, very they, harmful. they use high functioning to tell us that we are undeserving of support. And then mm-hmm. they use low functioning to tell us that we are undeserving of agency. Yeah. That's what they're for. 
Yeah. That's all they do. But that's how I weed out those kind of people with that in my interviews. So I love it. Another question is um, we want to go and do something. We want to do archery. We want to do horse riding. Nice. You know, can can we do that? You've got a group of young people. This is what they want to do. We're going to a working farm, basically. Oh, no, they can't do that. Too many risks. We didn't you know, say we want I'm to like, shoot the horses. No. <laughs> but that's and, a good idea. No, <laughs> so isn't there a risk for anybody in one of those activities? Absolutely. But just because you're going to work with someone with a disability, they're not even allowed to attempt it? That's yeah. silly. Yeah, you're Crazy. going to. Bye. Yep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, that's just that's what we do. That's the tools that we use. It's great. Because like, like saying before, I had been tricked. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I had been tricked by people selling themselves um, and it's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> nice. Fool me once. <laughs> mm. So let's wrap up with your some advice if you don't mind um what what kind of advice would you give somebody who's either just learning about their diagnosis or just um, entering the workforce or both my advice is listen to autistic people so listen to autistic voices um listen to autistic adults so if your child has just been diagnosed with autism Like back when my children were diagnosed, I had nobody to talk to that had actually experienced it. I had therapists coming in and telling me how wrong my child was, you know, and that they need to change and they need to be put through this kind of therapy to make them fit in and, you know, be the same as everyone else. So my advice is speak to autistic people. Yeah. Find autistic experiences, no matter what it is, whether it's work, whether it's school, whether it's everyday life, whether it's, you know, like the kinds of clothes that we like to wear or, you know, (laughs) um, empowering your child to be who they're supposed to be. They're they're autistic. They're supposed to be autistic. Yes. You know, it's not something that we can train out of it because I'm sorry, that's what ABA is. It's training to and be something else. Wouldn't want them to. Yeah. No, that's right. So that's my advice. Hmm. We are supposed to be who we are. Yes. So yeah, speak to people. You know, get on any site that you can. That's actually autistic led. Yeah. It's autistic people that you should be talking to. Talk, talk to autistic people for that for that advice you know like yeah. go to autistic adults that have already got to like i'm 46 in a few weeks you know i've got to 46 i've had to deal with certain challenges in the workforce and in the school environment and as a mother of autistic children you know that i've had to battle these therapies not to come in my house so they said if you don't use this you have nothing i said fine we'll have nothing yeah. I would rather have nothing than traumatize my child, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and I've gone, I went and did child development as a subject at university so that I could put in place something in my house that's actually going to work with my child still being herself. 
I love it. Meeting her challenges, you it's know. Perfect. So, yeah. So, talk to autistic people. That's the best advice I can ever give anybody in yeah, in our community. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. Thank you so much, Tank. We have had a blast hanging out with you. We really did. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for asking me. It's been fantastic. What a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Thanks for being here. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. Thank you for being with us. And thank you, Thora, for that wonderful song. Yeah, that we're going to get copyright slammed super fast. Maybe not, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would suppose that I sang it well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, everybody. If you want to be a guest, we'd love to have you. Come chat with us. Go to carveresumes.com. Click on podcast at the top of that page. Just put in your name and email, and we'll get right back to you. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Well, we'll hear, you'll hear us next time. Okay, bye.